Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of a new podcast, Seniors Helping Seniors. And the Neil Haley Show, my first excited to welcome the host of Seniors Helping Seniors, Paul Hollis. Paul, how are you? Thanks again for stopping by. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And our guest today is Dr. Joan Irvine. Uh, Dr. Joan, thanks for stopping by. And you help seniors in many, many ways. So you could just start out. How did that happen where you really focused your attention to helping seniors? Well, first of all, look at me. I'm a senior. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I had spent many years in business and I spent like 20 years in online child protection technology. Uh, and so I'd done a lot of things and I was pivoting and I said, what is it that I want to do? And before I just worked with all age groups and I realized that I could be a good example for seniors and trying things on myself and then being able to pass on that information to other seniors. And that's really, I mean, it was just, it was a pivot and it was trying to figure out what to do and, you know, where I could be most useful. So, so um, actually, you know, people, seniors are sort of living longer and doing more things these days and, uh, uh, and, and they're kind of having the best part of their, or good part of their life, you know, so, um, what, how, how are you affecting them, them, helping them get, get uh, the most out of, of the, the, of their age? Well, can I say a lot? I do a lot of things like um, just re about four months ago, um, I fractured my ankle. Um, and to say the least, it was a real shock because I've never broken a bone before. And I'm a, I'm like a, a data nerd. So as soon as I did that, I immediately got online. You know, I, I checked with Dr. Google, as I always say, I found out everything I could. And then I write about it. And I found out I was really shocked because they the first thing they do is they say, well, you take for the pain and the inflammation, you do, do ibuprofen. OK, I did that before I went to urgent care and et cetera. Well, I started doing more research and there was an article from NIH, the National Institute of Health, saying that ibuprofen actually interfered with your bone healing. But, no, I mean, I didn't know that. Here I was, I was taking ibuprofen when I needed it, and I realized I was doing damage. And then I found out that collagen, not just calcium, but collagen was very important for your bone healing, and that I, I tripled the amount of collagen I was taking. Mm. So it's, it's a lot of people don't do the. As I said, I'm a data nerd, so I do a lot of research. And then I put it out there so people have an easier way of finding it. And also, since I come from like behavior modification background, I like to really make things simple. I go by the kiss, keep it simple and successful. And so you want to have it. It's like five plus or minus two items that people can comprehend. So I try to do my writings in that way so people can get it and it's not overwhelming because there's so much information out yeah you're not yeah there's so much out there that it, it's overwhelming and finally at one point you go oh my god I, you know i just don't want to deal with it anymore and that's not good for our health well, it's, it, not, it's, it's good, not it's not it's good sorry yeah. no, you go Paul. i was gonna say it's good it's good that you have you have um credentials you know as a, as a doctor and and because a lot of what's on the internet is 
let us just say misleading at best, right? So, yes. so coming from you would would be a, a wonderful thing, you know. Acknowledge it's like, oh, we, you know, we could trust you and and that sort of thing. So that's a great that's a great thing, a great attitude, way to do it. No, well, thank you. I'm 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 really. It's kind of my my mission now to be able to put it out there. So let yeah, let's talk about specifically that mission of all the different things. You see, again, seniors, if they want to keep living longer, like some will have, except when during COVID, we didn't see this. There are a lot of people are living a lot longer lives and are active a lot more than they were seniors mm-hmm. years ago. That You see that mission, but they have to take care of themselves. And sometimes they're not yes. taking care of themselves, right? Oh, can I say a lot? A lot don't. I mean, there are certain things like, first of all, getting involved in the community. I was always working. And I was traveling. I used to be on the road 30 to 60 percent with my job. So I didn't have time. Now I live in a small town, Redondo Beach, California. I got involved. I did the chamber leadership program. I started a nonprofit where we go and we clean up along the water. Uh, So first of all, getting connected in the community and knowing that there's things that you can bring to your community Uh, and it sounds very weird, but we go and we pick up trash and people stop and thank us. But picking up trash, I know it sounds strange, but it feels so good that you're getting this immediate gratification or acknowledgement of what you're doing. So I think that is when one of the things that people need to do as seniors so they don't isolate themselves. Um, and then also all the research I'm doing, even you had mentioned, you know, about they're not people not taking, you know, kind of doing what they need to do. You think of COVID. And COVID, we isolated because we were told it was the seniors, the elderly that were getting COVID. Well, they pushed that rather than the fact if you had underlying conditions, if you had diabetes to heart you know, problems, all these underlying conditions were really the issues. It wasn't just the age. And they scared all the, you know, all the seniors. And so the seniors isolated and it was just terrible for their mental attitude and their mental health. No, it was te- it's definitely terrible. And they have to see and be with each other and interact yes. with each other. You were able to do it. How do you recommend other seniors do it that don't have the luxury of being part of a board or being in a volunteer group to get to, to be with other seniors and socialize? Well, first of all, do things like this. I mean, can I say Zoom boomed during COVID? You know, there were so many um, Zoom meetings that you could go to. All the local hospitals had it. We have a, a group called the Beach City Health District here in Redondo or in the South Bay in the Beach Cities, where they were having Zoom meetings so that you could be doing your exercise. They'd have classes. They'd be talking about the issues. But you have to interact with other people. And the computer, I mean, I... We all have a love-hate relationship with the computer, but you know the computer really connected us with other people so that if we couldn't get out there, at least we could see people and we could talk to people, find out what's going on in the community. Totally. Go Paul. Excellent, excellent, excellent um, uh, advice. I mean, <clears throat> I hope... I hope the seniors that are going to be watching this will will take this to heart and and actually do get out there and and uh, even if it's on a Zoom uh, to to start to start interacting and and get out there and and there's a big world out there that that needs to be investigated so so more power to you and 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 the things that you're doing. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. In fact, you'll appreciate this. Just yesterday, I, I have a girlfriend that we've been walking every Monday morning at eight o'clock for about seven years. We go for a walk. And it's a great way that we get outside, we're by the beach, we talk about personal stuff, we talk about business, we talk about all these things. And for the first time, we saw this group of four women who were going out, they were in their wetsuits, they were going out ocean swimming. They were between late 60s and early 80s. And they were going to be swimming about two miles in the ocean. And I'm just going, ooh, that's really cold. I'm not going to do that. But what was most interesting is they only started doing this 14 years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this woman who was 81, you know, she started doing this in her late 60s. Um, and so that you can be doing a lot of things where the way that I mean, I just get so annoyed with the media is that all of a sudden I'm I'm going to tell you I am 75. I just turned 75 years old. Not like 75. Wow. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm, but also part of it is the college and part of it is all, was, mm -hmm. all the things I belong to a cycling club for five years. I used to do 100 miles a week with the cycling club and I was one of the youngsters in the cycling club. <laughs> and um but that you need to get out there and get the, that physical exercise is so important for us. And it doesn't have to be swimming two miles in the ocean. I mean, I, especially with the fractured ankle, you know, I do, you know, about 45 minutes, which ends up being about two miles. And I guess so I can still do that. But that is so important because we it's one of those if you what's that old expression, uh, use it or lose it. Yep. <laughs> So you need to be, you know, out there. And then it also has you interacting with other people. Yeah, the interaction is so important. It really is. And that, and then, and then doing something else. So what, so let's talk about specifically say other things, other things seniors can do to improve themselves. What else do you think? Well, first of all, I think diet. I mean, and I, can I say, I just wrote a, a blog about, um, defying the aging stereotype uh, about oh, 11 years ago. Well, first of all, it's diet. It's taking care of your health. I stopped smoking cigarettes about 40 years ago when I saw what my mother was like in her 60s, mm -hmm. you know, how it was affecting her health. You know, so I did that. Then about 11 years ago, I mean, I go out and I do, I'm part of the chamber. I'm part of all these things. So I'm out all the time and I gained a lot of weight. Uh, and my num my glucose number was all of a sudden pre-diabetic. And my mother had diabetes, too. My oh brother my has diabetes, too. And the doctor said, lose 30 pounds, come back and get a blood test. And if your number is not down, you're going on medication for the rest of your life. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I went, OK, <laughs> this is my responsibility. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I can take a pill or I can lose weight. And I ended up, I dropped 60 pounds, 6-0. Fantastic. Wow. And Great. that's when I also started bike riding, you know, cycling. I started doing things because otherwise I was going to end up with diabetes too. And you know that with, you know, that's, you know, the worst of it is blindness, losing limbs, doing all those things. And if I could take control of that, then why would I just want to take a pill? So mm -hmm. I think 
Yeah, you take, have to take responsibility for your life. That's a, no doubt. And that's the thing that making health better and, you know, people talk about reverse aging. It's really reverse aging the process of how we deteriorate our health. You know, yeah. it's not reverse aging like we want to go ahead and it's like the fountain of youth. It's as simple as cutting back and you will look younger. Starting mm-hmm. to, to eat healthy and you will look younger. Start to sleep more and you will look younger. Keep your mind more going and you will look younger. Oh, yeah. Have happiness and gratitude. You will grow younger, right? Oh, absolutely. And can I say, I'm not, you know, it took my glucose number being up to a certain point for me to do anything about it. So this is not, I'm not always that proactive. But I do listen to this. I met this one woman from the NIH at a Milken summit many years ago. And she said, you listened to the whispers because yes. your body tells you what's going on and it whispers to you. And if you don't listen to the whispers, all yeah. of a sudden, that, you, that's when you get the heart attack. That's when you get cancer. That's when you get, you know, all of these things. So but we've not been taught. You know, we've been taught nothing against doctors you know, medical doctors, but we've been taught that we just listen to them. Totally. And, yeah. And at the same time, when I dropped the weight, I stopped drinking wine because of the sugar, which my friends are going, oh, kill me, kill me before I stopped drinking wine <laughs> and champagne. And I had to do that. Um, and then about, um, I mean, fast forward, uh, two years ago, I started having some issues with peripheral neuropathy. Oh, man. And I um, and I did all my research, as I said, you know, research, you no know, data nerd here. Uh, and there was one consistent throughout everything, gout, peripheral neuropathy, et cetera. And it was alcohol. Oh. So I stopped drinking alcohol and I'm out two or three nights a week at happy hours with my friends. So that was a change. But. What I did is I found that there was, and be perfect, but there was cannabis beverages that I could drink that could, I still could get a little bit of a buzz like my friend. So I wasn't sitting there going, oh, poor me, poor me. Um, And the cannabis, you know, gave me that little bit of a buzz that I would get from alcohol. And it wasn't good for my body rather than being bad for my body. Um, then about a year ago, I started getting atopic dermatitis, which for me, basically my face just started swelling. My eyes swelled, uh, my fa- I was peeling. Um, and I do, I'm interviewed like this. So you can't be looking like that and say, oh yeah, I'm healthy. I'm doing this and then scare people. Uh, so I went to my dermatologist. I went to an allergist. Nothing showed up, but I talked to my uh, allergist and I said, what about gluten? What about wheat? He goes, well, even though it's not showing up, try it. I, so I eliminated gluten from my diet. That's such an important thing, too, that people don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and, and it cleared it up. And plus, I was taking um, CBD um, internally and externally. I was using skin cream that included CBD. That's good for information. So, you know, I've had to do these things. And even with fracturing my foot, um, I, as I said, I did research and I increased the collagen and it was almost not an instant, but it's like four months later and it was almost like a natural facelift. Right. It, it, I, I was shocked and people were saying, Joan, you, you know, you're looking so good and you're doing this. What are you doing? And it's like, well, 
people drink. You know, I've added the collagen. I'm doing all the vitamins. My diet, I go by an anti-lectin diet. Dr. Guntry um, yep. has this anti-lectin. They're all, all the doctors are my age are starting to get into this anti-lectin diet. So I've changed my diet. Do I miss foods? Yes. But the health benefits of it's, it. It's not worth it to do the other. Exactly. And then when you do, yeah. when you do break the diet, which I'm sure you do, as everyone does, it makes you feel like crap. Uh-huh. Totally. All right. So where is the best place people can find information? Such great tips for seniors and I guess for everyone, but at least for yeah. seniors. Yeah. It's probably to stay yeah. healthier and stuff. Where can they go? You are well, a poster child. I, yeah. I, I try, and, and that's, can I say, if I can do that for people. I mean, that to me is important at this age. I mean, I can go to my site, drjoanirvine.com and under Ask Dr. Joan. And I put up blogs about what I am going through and what I've done to make the changes. And I am like a doctor of clinical hypnotherapy and my BA is behavior modification. So it's food, it's how you you can change your diet and the things you can do, it's, even like dancing. I mean, I love to go dancing. I, I'm I'm an old rocker. And I still I go dancing a couple of times a week with my 50 and 60 year old friends. Oh. Uh, and, you know, it's great because you're producing all those wonderful chemicals, those feel good chemicals. You're naturally producing those. Uh, I start off every morning. You know, I wake up and I put my water onto the coffee. I go on my balcony and I look at the ocean and I say, thank you. Thank you for letting me live here. This is, I'm so fortunate. And then I dance, I turn on, I go to um, Alexa and I go, okay, James Brown, I feel good. Or Tina Turner, simply the best. And I dance for three minutes. I love it. It gets everything. Yeah. And, and it's real simple. I mean, it's not, I don't have to go out. I, and it gets all of those natural chemicals feel good chemicals flowing through your body. And maybe it's just, maybe it picks you up just a little bit, but maybe that's all you need at the moment. Is that just that little bit of a pickup? Um, and and a little, little, bit, little bit of pick, him up, pick me up. That's all we need. So yeah. John, so again, the website, one more time. Oh, drjoanirvine.com. All right, guys, that was a special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Seniors Helping Seniors Guys. Take care. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.